Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Friday, April 9th, 2021, and this is day 1137 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you and praise you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Thank you so much for being our Abba Father. Thank you for creating this beautiful day just for us. Thank you, Lord, for equipping us with all that we need to go forth through this day and fulfill the journey that, uh, to fulfill the purpose that you've given us and using the gifts and talents, uh, Lord, to highlight uh, every single uh, person that we encounter to use those gifts, to lead them to Jesus Christ, to share the love of Christ with them. I ask, Father, that you will comfort the brokenhearted and heal the sick and bless those who may be in financial need. I ask that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today's message is got neighbor issues? Yep. Uh-huh. And I don't just mean the person that lives next door to you, right? We're going to be talking, uh, speaking from Luke chapter 10, verse 25 through 37. And Jesus makes it very clear who our neighbor is and how we should treat one another. So, Let's go now to Luke chapter 10, starting at verse 25. And it says, On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law, he replied. How do you read it? He answered, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Mm. In reply, Jesus said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the road, down the same road, and and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So too a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and he was, and he saw him, He took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? The expert in the law replied, The one who had mercy on him? Jesus told him, 
go and do likewise. Yeah, Jesus has such a phenomenal way of answering questions. Oh, I love the way he does it. Praise God. Let's go to point number one. Neighbor issues and conflict are normal. It's all about how we handle it. Once we truly understand that everyone's our neighbor and how we must show them all the unconditional love of God, no matter what uh, and no matter who they are or where they come from or even what they've done. When we love God with all our heart, soul, strength, and mind, and we love ourselves, we can't help but lavish the love of God on others as the Samaritan did. He did so even knowing how hated he was by Jews, the very man he was helping, because he was mixed and not considered a pure descendant of Abraham. We too should do the same, not letting our different perspectives interfere with the love we should show to one another. Point number two. This parable teaches us three principles about loving our neighbors. Number one, lack of love is often easy to justify, even though it is never right. So you may hear people, well, look at what they've done. They're not even lovable. They're so hateful. And they've done this. They've done that. They don't deserve my love. They don't deserve to be loved. I can't, I don't, I don't like them. I don't want to be near them. I can't stand them. Look at how they let their children run all over the place. Look at, look at what their dog is doing in my yard. Um, these are real things <laughs> that I've heard, actually, and I'm sure you've heard similar. The second would be our neighbor is anyone of any race, creed, or social background who is in need. So it doesn't matter the race. You know, it doesn't matter uh, the age, the sex, the, the, the culture, what they believe, whether it's different from what we believe. I was, uh, we were doing a training with teachers yesterday and lots of good things came out of it. And uh, one of the teachers said that she noticed that when they celebrate the holidays that, you know, let's say me as a believer, I, I celebrate Christmas because that's the day Jesus was um, born. I don't celebrate Halloween because I see it as Satan's holiday. And so she said that uh, instead of just highlighting one holiday, because there's all different cultures and different beliefs of students uh, and other nationalities in her classroom, she makes sure to highlight all so that no one feels left out you know, or or make it more general so that everyone is included. And remembering that it's not just about what she believes, although she's not going to change her beliefs, but she still honors uh, the students and does not want to f- make anyone feel left out. That was really the, the key, uh, not excluding anyone. Uh, so, yeah, just thinking about even down as a teacher, down to those most minute, what seems to be minute situations, which are very important. And she says she noticed how some students felt left out. Uh, and, and yeah, it's just really amazing the things that they were sharing yesterday. 
Then the third one would be love means acting to meet the person's need. Just as the Samaritan did. He went out of his way. It was un- it was uncomfortable. He may have been going one direction and going to getting ready to, you know, who knows? He may have been getting ready to go to the store to, to pick up things to prepare for a trip. And, and then all of a sudden he sees what's going on and he couldn't help but go and help this man. Whereas everyone else had their reasons for not paying attention to him, pretending that it's not going on. Even like what we see today, you know, we see things or hear things and and out of fear or just, you know, I don't want to get involved. <laughs> I don't want that. I don't have to deal. I don't want to deal with that, you know, and, and we have to, and I'm not saying you, I'm just saying in general, I mean, if the, if the shoe fits where, but we need to shift in the way that we are dealing with things and, and, and making sure that we're showing the love of God to all people. The thing that helps, the thing that keeps uh, us from meeting our neighbor's need is that we can't get beyond the surface. We can't get past our own positions to even realize uh, the what, or to realize what the unmet need is under the surface. I encourage you to begin the process of peeling back the layers, which represent the conflict you might be having with your neighbor to get to the root of the problem. Then resolve it using that gift of unconditional love. And that's God. God is love. And if he lives in us, we can't help but spread his love with others to others and understand the importance of resolving the issue, you know, or speaking peace, trying to work it out. And if the person is is willing and if they're not, hey, you know, don't don't take revenge. Uh, the Lord said, uh, vengeance is mine. He will repay. You know, as I think about what God has given me for this transition zone, not just me, but a team of us, the, <laughs> including you, <laughs> in some way, whatever God puts on your heart to support this great uh, endeavor God has given us to do. And uh, Transition Zone is creating a safe space for youth and families to come to learn different skills and uh, to have different activities, but mainly skills that they'll be learning from mentors and people that will be inviting in to share, you know, their careers, how they went about doing it, what does that look like, and giving them, helping them to set those goals based upon that doctor that may have visited, that lawyer, uh, that contractor, that attorney, that janitorial, uh, self-employed person, that beautician, uh, the whoever the nail tech, the coding person, the air pilot, whoever they see that this is what I want to do. And schools can't do it all. This is the thing. We can't put it all in their lap. And this is what God has given us to do as, you know, helping our neighbors. One of the teachers said yesterday, she learned something really huge. And and one of the unmet needs are one group of people 
that we miss a lot are the parents of the children. And that's why we say we're, we're wanting to work with families, with those parents as well. And she said, you know, a lot of times teachers might say if they don't see a parent at the school or or see them coming in like they see others, they may say things like, um, well, they don't care about their students' education or they don't care about this or that. And, and she said she used to think that too until she met a parent and uh, the parent said to her, you know, I come from three generations of basically poverty, of being on the system, being uh, uh, on welfare and, and all of those things. And she said, I've got a, a job now and I have to work two jobs. And one of the things that education, me going through the school system, it did not change the fact that I'm still uh, on welfare. I'm still getting food stamps. I'm still getting subsidized housing. She said, so that education in the system didn't change any of that. So she said, by me having to leave my job to come here to the school, I now jeopardize even that thing that I'm trying to do better by trying to hold down a job to support my family. She said, the teacher said, now I get it. I understand. Parents are going through lots of things as well. And we as teachers have to not only meet the need of that student, but meeting the need of that parent by upholding their dignity, by not judging them, uh, by giving them the benefit of the doubt. That's one of those uh, essential elements of dignity that we teach that is so important and necessary. And it just blessed my heart to hear that uh, and how so many of the teachers uh, were speaking from that same you know, point of view. And uh, I, I'm just in awe of what teachers do and what all they deal with. And uh, not only teaching children, but also meeting the needs of that child and the families. And they said there's times they've gotten cussed out. The same teacher said, one day a parent came in and, and went off and cussed her out in front of students. And she said, she was just quiet and she knew that that parent was hurting and she just let her get it all out. And then she said to her, what can I do to make things better? Something like that. And the parent immediately calmed down and was able to share with her what was really going on at the root of the problem. And what that teacher actually was doing was modeling in front of those students, how to deal with conflict. And it was so powerful. And she said that now that parent trusts her and they can have conversations. And that was her neighbor. You see, everyone's our neighbor. And I know we may be all having some type of issue with someone in our life. And it's all about what is at the root of the problem? Let's deal with that. Let's get there. Let's get out of our stuck positions and figure out what is going on at the root. How about you? 
The only way and the most important part in order to know how to truly love our neighbors unconditionally is to have Jesus as Lord and Savior. And Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Glory to God. Oh man, the angels are rejoicing all because of you. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And please don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E-B like boy, U-Y-C-K-S Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. Please subscribe to our website by entering your first and last name and your email address and receive the four Greek words for love and learn all about God's unconditional love. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.